What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another Tabby Talks video podcast. For those of you who are new here, my name is Tabby. For those of you who are not new here, thank you so much for joining me once again. I appreciate all your love, your support, your comments, your messages, everything. It's been so remarkable. Uh, this is actually ongoing for 13 weeks now um, that I started this podcast and I know that that's a drop in the bucket compared to how long I intend on seeing this go Um, but I am still very very excited and I feel so fortunate and blessed to continue doing this and to be continuously inspired to uh, you know be myself and come and do this and put myself out there for you guys Uh, so I really do hope that you are enjoying it and for today we're going to do something a a little bit different which I'm also excited about I'm always excited about a little bit different and the new things that I have um, going and today Today, I want to start um, by saying I want to tell you a story, and that story is about me. Uh, This came because I was having a wonderful uh, conversation with somebody, and they just wanted to know what makes me me and things like that, and so it did inspire me to say, you know, what a better way than to connect with you guys um, by sharing more about myself. So uh, I do want to give you a little disclaimer, and it's a little bit different than usual. That disclaimer is for anybody who has known me or had, um, you know, is related to me that might be listening to this, um, I, you know, am fortunate to feel, like, I'm fortunate to feel I am, I feel very blessed for my life. Everything about it, good, bad, ugly, beautiful, I am fortunate for all of it. And um, I wouldn't be here without some of you. Um, And so my disclaimer is that this is the story from my perspective. Um, And I can really appreciate that other people have perspectives from all different places and right or wrong this is just my opinion so uh just to kind of I'm going to tell you my story but I'm also going to give give you cliff notes because I feel like I could spend uh, many hours giving you a breakdown of all the years of my life or I could sort of give you the cliff notes with some specific situations that are relevant to me and um, representative of who I am. Uh, First here, I will tell you that I have my puppy dog, Mitchell, down here. So Mitch is a 15-month-old, cute as ever, doggy he's a hundred and ten pounds and we were only expecting 70 Um, but he's wonderful and so if you hear him in the background please excuse him he's just excited and running around and I thought having him down here today with me was going to be a good experience but as it turns out he's uh (laughs) not exactly a good audience (laughs) uh anyway so to get go back you know when I think about um you know how would I quantify myself going back to my childhood I am I come from my parents, um, and my parents, uh, we are part of a divorced family, and my parents have remarried um, and have had um, a few, there have been some marriages, so I've had um, a few step-parents, and that's been great as well, Uh, but my parents were divorced, Um, they married young, they had me, my brother, my sister, and then once my families reblended, I had more siblings that were introduced from uh, their previous relationships. And then, you know, my parents 
I have half siblings. So I am one of six kids. I'm the oldest female. Um, and that has brought a lot of responsibility. I feel like that sort of given me like a matriarchal, uh, motherly kind of sense. I have all these younger siblings and there's a difference of 15 years between me and the youngest. Uh, so in that 15 years, there's been lots that has transpired and also just from me being a kid. Uh, mom and dad, I love you guys. I um, am who I am in part to do so many of the experiences that I've had. Um, and I know that we've had those conversations. So I feel like since this is my story, I don't want to uh, talk too much about your guys' situations, but I do have to talk about <laughs> some of the not so nice things about um, that part of my life uh, that helps me to relate to other people. And that being is that my parents, um, step included, have come from abusive uh childhoods growing up um, and when I'm talking about abusive I'm talking about all kinds of abuse uh, physical mental emotional and including sexual um, and I know that um, you know my parents were all really young and they were raising kids and they were not healed from the traumas that they endured as kids and here they are just trying to do the best that they can um, and they tried to eliminate the things that they'd seen in their childhood that were unpleasant and they did a great job at that um, thankfully I've uh, not endured sexual abuse um, and I am very thankful for that um, I know that there are a lot of people out there who have um, and I it can only imagine um, the terrible memories and trauma that come from that uh, in going forward moving quickly light right along um, I have witnessed uh, what you not now we call you know a lot of uh, physical mental emotional uh, abuse and I'm fortunate to say that you know as the world has unfolded and there's been a lot more education on what is toxic and unhealthy and not helpful in raising children and having households and you know just like I have become informed about unhealthy uh, things my family has become informed in that same way and I know that my family has come from trans has transformed as well that not that anybody is perfect but that a lot of the wrong has been attempted to be righted as I've become an adult and been there for my family members uh, to help counsel them uh, through the things of from my perspective also I've witnessed um, very unhealthy lifestyles I you know all of again my parents I mostly can talk about um, have experienced low self-esteem and no self-care and feeling really alone and I've witnessed them struggling and trying to make their life better and falling back into some very unhealthy patterns uh, with all of that being said again I don't think it was a coincidence that I was placed in my family I'm really thankful for all of my experiences good and bad because I know that it's helped to make me the person that I am the mother that I am the wife that I am um, and so childhood pretty rough a lot of um, not there wasn't a lot of stability we moved a lot we grew up in very um, you know some so my parents again they did the best that they could but uh, grew up in uh, 
bad neighborhoods and, you know, had gone into uh, many, many different schools. Um, and so we, we got to witness a lot. And with that, uh, as I progressed into, you know, my middle school and teenage years, um, I struggled with depression um, and some of the things that are associated with that, uh, which I would rather not elaborate on, but hopefully um, that's a good enough description. Um, and I, one going through some of the hardest times of my life, I was so fortunate at the ripe old age of 16, I met my husband or my future husband. Um, and I will say that he was unbelievably awesome <laughs> and Mike is he comes from a different household that you know they again they're a family and with every family there's always dynamics nothing is perfect nobody's life is perfect as much as we wish it were but it's not um, and so but he was from a different life than I had come from and he really helped to show me that there is a different way of life than what I had endured uh, endured and had seen um, and I already knew that because again although there was bad in my childhood uh, there was also a lot of good and I did have great times and I have many happy memories um, as well and again my family has decided that they wanted to create a different life for themselves um, and if there's one thing I can say is that um, they I always felt loved in my household no matter what was going on I always felt loved um, and that is something that I know not everybody does feel I also again I want to kind of jump back over into uh, my teenage years I met my husband who's wonderful and um, I talk about her I say it um, and only for context am I going to expand on the idea but I have my daughter Alyssa um, and she is actually my stepdaughter and Mike and I have been together since she's been three months old and now she is going to be 18 this year oh my goodness it's so crazy uh, we got married at a young age um, which was uh, great and still I feel like it's the best decision that I've ever made hands down I was 19 years old when we got married and we've just celebrated our 14th uh, wedding anniversary and again almost to get together for almost 18 years um, and we've grown a lot you know we've uh, worked to we we both you know had that fiery teenage spirit of independence and you know assuring that we're never gonna have the life that we grew up with and uh, for better or for worse uh, and thankfully we did have that mentality because ultimately it led to us just constantly putting one foot in front of the other and that I believe has given us a lot of success so with my husband and my relationship one thing I can tell you is that we have been told many different times that we have a wonderful rock-solid relationship we're like best friends he is he really makes me happy I really make him happy and we've gotten asked a lot of times like what do you guys do how did you do it or people have said "Oh, I want a relationship like Mike and Tabby um, and I can tell you that it has come with a lot of hard work we 
have always respected each other um, and there have been times and I've shared uh, briefly that I've had moments where uh, <laughs> I allowed the things that I saw in my childhood uh, excuse my actions um, in yelling and things like that losing my temper um, but I worked so many years to decide that that was not the kind of person I wanted to be and not the type of wife I wanted to be and not the kind of type of household that I wanted to create for my family and I don't uh, so again, while I'm not perfect and it hasn't been a completely smooth road, I did have those bumps really early on and I have learned one of the most important things, uh, lessons that I feel if you could pass on to anybody, whether you're an adult or a child, it's to develop self-control. Uh, self-control can help you accomplish just about anything um, and when you have self-control in one area, you tend to be able to exercise it in other areas of your life. and that I love to continue to expand upon the idea of self-control but for time-saving purposes we're just gonna kind of keep moving right along uh, so yes with my uh, stepdaughter uh, again I'm very thankful for um, all of the experiences that have come with her, um, having her early on in my life really helping to establish my role as a stepmom and an extension of my husband and again creating the life that I want for our home and also based on my own um, experiences that I had with having a step parent um, we've also been uh, you know we we have to deal and we <laughs> say yeah we have had to deal with um, having a tumultuous relationship with Alyssa's mom um, and her having to deal with having a tumultuous relationship with us uh, you know because we were all kids and we're trying we were trying to figure out this thing about you know bringing up a child um, and having differences of opinions and points of views and emotions um, so I have had well a lot of different situations that have pulled out uh, a lot of emotions that I had to overcome and again I'm very thankful for everybody involved in that every single person that has been a part of that experience whether it was a good experience or a bad experience has been wonderfully I'm so appreciative for it. I, it, it has been a part, something that has made me who I am. Um, and I really love who I am. I've learned love who I've turned out to be this far. And I don't think I'm perfect. I know I'm far from it. But I also do think that I am blessed and that I have the ability to understand many walks of life um, because of those experiences. Um, I also know that because of those experiences you never judge a book by its cover you should never base any one thing off of where a person comes from that shows where they're going or for good or bad whether they've come from the best that doesn't mean they're going to continue to go for the best or somebody who's young that is not a bearing on anything about who that person is so I'm very open and 
I keep an open mind on just about every situation. Um, and I feel like if all of us just took a moment to think about where a person's coming from or what made them feel that specific way, if we could just bring a little bit of understanding to what makes that person tick, whether it's in that moment or the years or situation, then it would help to make life so much better. Um, with my relationship with Mike, I talk about that because it's hard for me to even identify outside of Mike and Tabby because we are Mike and Tabby and he has supported me and he encourages me and he knows me and he tells me just be you, be your authentic self in these, you know, when you're doing what you're doing. Um, and but it's a it's a back and forth you know we 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 have each other um and something i really want for the podcast is to help people with their relationships because i feel like your partner is a person that can be your greatest supporter or your worst i don't want to say enemy because that's terrible but they can make or break your world um especially even though we should be focused on ourselves and we should be, you know, yeah, focused on ourselves. When you found your soulmate, that is a person who just lights you up. And I feel like when you have the right soulmate or the right person, it can help you move mountains. Um, and to have a bad relationship is one of the most toxic things you could do. And I have a real, real belief that people settle for people that they think that they're worth. So if you have a poor self-image, oftentimes you will seek out unconsciously a person that you feel you deserve. And sometimes those relationships can be highly toxic. Most of the time those relationships tend to be highly toxic and nobody should stay in those relationships. And the key to doing that is to know what you're worth. Uh, so Mike is a great guy. I'm very, very fortunate and lucky, and I know that I was blessed with him, and I joke all the time, and I say, you know, God said he had Mike lined up for me at the age that he did because he knew that I had gone through uh, some not fun stuff as a kid, so early in life, he gave me a blessing of somebody that would make my life amazing forever, and so far, that's been true. I... Our relationship, I will say, uh, some of the, the key highlights is I personally have found that the key to our happiness has been an, me being an independent, confident person in myself. I don't rely on Mike to fill me up. Yes, I have bad days. Yes, I have insecure days. Yes, I've gone through periods of jealousy. Yes, I've gone through all of these things, but... I am a reflection of who I want to be. I am a reflection of the kind of wife that I want to be, not based so much on what Mike thinks or what Mike expects from me. And I learned early on because our relationship started when we were really young and we lived alone. And I learned early on that I really liked doing things to make other people happy. And I really relied on the feedback in order to feel good about myself, their feedback in order to feel good about myself. I also learned very quickly that that is not sustainable. 
and that when you rely on other people for your feedback, you're really doing things for them and you're not really doing things for you. And then if you don't get what you're expecting from them in return, then you feel bad. And that is not sustainable. That is not that is not something that anybody should go through. So I want to use this as an example, and I may have kind of briefly touched base on it, but in the beginning, Mike and I bought our first house. You know, we'd been married for a couple years. And so since it was like our first house, you know, I went into it with all of these wonderful ambitions about cleaning the house and cooking and, you know, oh my God, our lovely little house, you know, hubby and wifey kind of, um, and I feel like that's normal. And it doesn't mean you just have to be married. I'm sure that anybody who's lived with another person for the first time in the beginning, it's like that honeymoon phase. You're excited, you're elated, you know, the cooking of the dinner and the cleaning of the dishes and the coming home to a sparkling clean house is all wonderful and things that we imagine in our brain. But then once the dust, the fairy dust settles and the reality sets in. If you are the type of person who was doing it purely for the appreciation from the other person, then once you have assumed that role that you're going to cook and clean and do all of these things for the person, the other person, and then they don't give you that recognition back, it, it's very disheartening. And I feel like there's a pretty common stereotype and I don't like the stereotype, but I'm talking about it because I do think that it is relatable um, and that, you know, wives can become disgruntled um, by thinking that the husband doesn't do anything. Um, And there's a stereotype that the man goes to work all day comes home puts his feet up and says get me a beer and the wife is you know home cooking cleaning blah 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 Uh, and while that there is probably an element of truth to that um, I also learned that in the beginning I we were learning roles about each other we were figuring out how to balance the responsibilities of the household together and when you first get in and you're so excited and you have all this energy and you are pleasing this person and you're getting that response back, it's sort of like you're creating roles that may not be sustainable. But unless you are aware of that, there's no possible way to stop it because here I was happily cooking and cleaning and doing these things and he was happy doing not having to do those things for you know that I was gladly doing them and then he'd look and say oh my god it looks so beautiful and I'd go oh yay this is wonderful Um, and then one day you know I wasn't doing those things but I was feeling like I assumed the role of the clean house so when the dishes were still sitting in the sink and he wasn't jumping for joy to go and do them then I was finding myself going what a jerk, you know, and this is, of course, all going on in my head. Uh, How could he not do the dishes? Doesn't he know that I do the dishes all the time? And the one time I would like him to do the dishes, he's not doing them. And so the stereotype of the women doing the household stuff and, you know, we're disgruntled at our husbands and they're lazy and incompetent, you know, all of these things. And then the guys are mad because, you know, they're with their friends and their wives are constantly complaining at them. And, uh, you know, I feel like there's just a, there's a lot of truth to that. And I can tell, the reason I talk about it is because my husband and I have experienced it firsthand with other couples where the woman is unhappy with her man and the man is unhappy with 
his woman, <laughs> not his, not hers, but you get it, their partner, they're not happy. And then those fights start to ensue based on feeling like one person is doing more than the other, feeling like they're not appreciated, feeling like X, Y, and Z. And then on top of that, you pair that with the normal emotions of every single day. And when people get upset, they we've seen in especially like reality TV, maybe from our childhoods, that it's perfectly acceptable to yell and scream at your partner to say hurtful things and then pretend like nothing happened. Um, and I am so fortunate that um, Mike and I have never, uh, we never have, cross that boundary those boundaries in terms of um calling each other names during arguments and that was something that I had witnessed firsthand a lot during growing up and so like it's common for a girl to call a guy an a-hole and it's common for a guy to call a girl a b um and that was just not something that Mike and I did and for people who've done it it's it is what it is um and for us those were the boundaries that we set up we decided we didn't want that part of our relationship to be that way from the beginning I mean I remember us having a conversation from the very beginning and we said that's not what we want our relationship to be like so we did everything in our power to not do that and that does that mean that I haven't acted crazy and whatever you want to call it no does that mean he hasn't acted any particular type of way no but in the moment of weakness which is when we were mad we didn't cross those boundaries and a lot of that started because we did the work the pre-work we talked about this stuff ahead of time and then we stuck to it and we both exercised enough self-control that we're in the thick of it when we're in the middle of those and are in the middle of those heated arguments we don't cross the line. I don't verbally abuse him. I don't mentally abuse him. He doesn't do any of those things to me. He doesn't physically harm me. He doesn't put his his fist through a wall. He doesn't throw a chair. He doesn't, I mean, he never would do anything as a physical outburst. And I know that domestic abuse is a huge, prevalent, hard thing in our society that doesn't have to be that way. But it takes accountability on both sides people's parts it takes that that forward thinking of deciding who are you who do you want to be who do you want to be as a girlfriend who do you want to be as a fiance who do you want to be as a wife how do you want to be perceived as a mom how do you want to be perceived as a husband how do you want to be perceived as a father what are you passing on to the kids that are within your household what kinds of messages are you sending and because of the messages that were sent to me, I decided that I wanted my life to be different. And that was all it took. I looked around at the people who were in my life. I'm talking grandparents, aunts, uncles, my parents' friends, my teachers, my friends' parents. Um, and I decided that I get to choose whatever life I want and I get to choose who I want to be and I did and I do and I still do because I'm not perfect I have bad days I get angry we get into fights occasionally we you know we all wake up and don't feel good but it's about the damage that takes place during those moments and it's unrealistic to think that every nobody's ever going to say anything to offend another person but it is realistic to think that you don't have to scar that person. You don't have to 
beat that person down so much during that heated exchange that it's you can't come back from it. There's nothing wrong with disagreeing with another person, but there are many ways that you disagree the wrong way in an inappropriate way and you perpetuate toxic dependency, codependency. You beat that person down physically, mentally, emotionally, and they're not they're not going to be better. If you think your partner is a no good, why what's the incentive to be good? Your your view of them is poor. So and same as you. If your partner perceives you as somebody that's not good and you can fill in the words that applies to your situation potentially, then what incentive do you have to want to be any different? Why, what does it say about you to want to be with somebody who doesn't even really like you that much? So I'm telling you all this because I want you to know where I came from. I want you to know that, yes, I got blessed. Yes, I was absolutely fortunate to meet my soulmate for that to spend the rest of my life with. But it's been deliberate. And I real I know that I say this and I'm going to keep saying it. So you're going to keep hearing it. Thoughts are things. And that applies to what you think about your situation, what you think about your home environment, what you think about your spouse. So in the coming weeks, I want you to know what you can expect from me. What you can expect from me is real situations and scenarios that I talk about to help you improve your relationships, to help you improve the way you feel about yourself. And I'm really excited to see where this goes. You have access to me via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Don't forget that I also included, uh, I started a new texting with Tabby uh, series, and I guess it's not even a series, service, a texting with Tabby service, and uh, it's free, and all you have to do is just shoot me a text message. Funny enough, I don't get a notification when I get a message, but I do check it regularly, so you can text me at 815-374-7424. It's free. Just your carrier's data and message rates apply, whatever those are. I think most everybody has unlimited text messaging now, so <laughs> you should have unlimited uh, ability to communicate with me. But please, you can watch these videos if you aren't already. Make sure you can, so you can get to see this mad eye contact that I make with my camera. <laughs> I imagine it's a person. Um, and I can hopefully inspire you and help you feel better and live a healthier, happier life. So go check out my Instagram page, Twitter, or Facebook. Be sure to leave me a like, a comment. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts right now or Spotify or any other form, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button so that you can get notifications when I put out these videos, when I release my quotes and all of those things. And I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. Again, my website, one last final place is Tabby Talks. That's T-A-B-B-I-E-T-A-L-K-S dot com. And I love you guys. I appreciate your time. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And I just want to remind you to keep shining your light 
because the world needs it. See you next time.